in grief, loneliness can sometimes creep up on us as if the space around us is shouting with silence. The void can often seem deafening and within that perception we can feel smothered by a lack of vitality. This lack of vitality or absence of aliveness can often fluctuate between boredom, inertia and loneliness. Loss is an incredible thing and often people say time is the best way to heal. Of course, in the passing of what we conceptualise as time, change happens. And in that change, healing can, and in most cases, does occur. Time shifts and changes with our experience of it. Sometimes it moves faster or slower after grief everything seems to take much longer and in some cases that's a good thing. Maybe it's important at that time to take more space, to be able to heal in a way which isn't confused or bombarded with stimuli from so many different directions, allowing space for reflections and freedom from all the different perceptions people may have of you or I while we are sad. Depression can take the form of alienation as if no one truly understands and we've fallen out of ourselves, our former life, the whole world ending in a moment that wasn't able to live on. I remember when I came back to the jungle, my whole life had collapsed inward. The breaking down brought me full circle. It was like every single thing I took myself to be and had built up was lost. The whole life died. I could even say that myself in that time died. There was so much loss, the loss of who I was in the eyes of others. Family that could have been, my apartment, my social circle, thousands of sweet dreams. In some cases, my dignity, my money, my sense of direction, the loss of people close to me, and someone who in losing them destroyed my ability to make sense of that loss. In their life disappearing, and in me being unable to do anything about it, brought a sense to the table of confusion and a disjointed gap that I had never filled in the first place. Grief is an interesting experience. It isn't logical, nor methodical. Sometimes it isn't factual, nor practical. But what is practical in that moment is to allow all the emotional discharge to free itself. The electricity must be free. Sometimes it feels like a barrage of self-torture, blame, often guilt, galvanized in a frame around our heads. Questions arising in the heart, a lack of life around us. It feels difficult to start anything, as if we are constrained and trapped, our creativity strapped down, pinned and unable to be tapped. That continuous frown and questions begging for answers, echoing, why, why, why? All I want to do is fly, fly, fly.
Sometimes the ancients say that the boy has to die before the man is born, that the old life is consumed by the new, that upheaval always starts with pain. The void isn't what we've learnt it to be, neither is the perceived disconnection of death. Many of us, for our entire lives, have learnt that death is final, that we are all separate objects floating as dead matter that somehow conjures consciousness to run around in this soup of chaos for a time before finally we fade forever. Yet in that void, in that vacuum, in that space in between events, there is connection. There is more than connection too. There is potential. The endless potential of what is, what was, what would have been. The past is invisible because there is only the indivisible now. The only reason time heals is because we are able to go through a grieving process. For some people it's quick. Other people don't have time to focus on it. Some bury, others run. For me, the whole process was intertwined with the falling down of everything I'd built up for 15 years. I'd already been through so much upheaval during the time to get where I was, and in getting there, the final breakdown occurred. It started with the loss of a life that I'd never really known yet was closer to me than I could recognise in anything else. Then, like a sequence of dominoes, everything else started to fall. Yet in the gaps, in the void, beyond the inertia, loneliness and strange vacuous boredom, there was more than these illusions. I remember feeling as if a glass sheet had smashed around my awareness, as if a secret window had broken, Within that shattered open heart, there was clarity and peace. Again and again, I would rest my attention. Again and again, I would return to consciousness. To find that part of me which is beyond the broken identity. In that moment, I began to feel free. No longer was I wrapped up in the constraints of society's idea. That inertia is the universe, bound and gagged, with death the finality waiting to be here. The reality that opened up gave birth to something new. Simultaneously in its dying, the rebirth grew. As if infinity started smiling, laughing and crying. It is the ultimate freedom to be able to navigate chaos when it arises via the internal compass of pure lucidity. All that really means is to recognise and open up to your everyday normal awareness. The same consciousness that everyone has and that we've all been taught is nothing. It's far from nothing, yet not a thing. It's always on and it's always there for you. The more I return to that foundation of experience, the easier the challenges became to conquer. And in the conquering, suddenly, I forgot what it was like to be bored, what it was like to be lonely. Yes, it took time. Time is needed. Time is welcome. 
and time can't be proved to exist. The inertia changed into inspiration, joy and gratitude for those that have passed. Gratitude became my attitude for the slow death of my previous life. For in its death I was born, untethered by the trappings of that life, unbound by the dogma of social pressure, reframed everything is now, and I am closer to those I've lost than ever before. Because even in death, we are never chained. Freedom is here, right now, untamed. Thanks for listening. For more, go to my website, untamedadvice.com.